Welcome back. This is episode two of Reimagining Rural Art Education. I'm Kendra Fairchild, a high school art teacher from a rural community in South Central Florida. Last episode, we took a look at what it meant to be a rural community. Uh, We also looked at place-based pedagogy and how that place-based pedagogy can transform art classrooms by connecting students with their community and their environment. Today, we are talking with Angela Jones, a middle school art teacher from my district, and we're going to take a look at her experiences as a teacher, the challenges that she faces in a rural school, and her thoughts on how place-based art education can benefit her students. All right, so Angela, tell us a little bit about yourself as an artist and your background in art education. Um, Well, I um, went to high school in Pennsylvania, and that's kind of where I got my start in being interested in art, um, that I knew in sixth grade that I wanted to be an art teacher. Uh, I went to Washington and Jefferson College to get a uh, undergrad degree in art and theater, and then after that, I wound up going to California University of Pennsylvania to get my master's in art education. Um, I really have been interested in art since I was such a, a young kid. My mom uh, really liked doing art, and I think that some of the things that she was interested in, I was able to kind of pick up from watching what she was doing. Uh, now um, <clears throat> I'm teaching middle school art and uh, outside of teaching art at school I'm uh, I just sort of started my own little business where I do uh, some oil paintings and some custom shoe painting designs for fun okay. and how long have you been teaching here in Okeechobee This will be my eighth year teaching here at Osceola Middle School. Uh, I've been in the same spot for all eight of those years. Did you have any prior teaching experience before coming here? Um, With my art master's degree, I wound up in, um, I wound up doing my student teaching at a, a school in a very, uh, urban setting and uh, they had me on as a full-time substitute until I was able to get a full-time art teaching job. Okay and so you said that you weren't originally from here. Are your experiences as a student similar or different than um, what our students here in Okeechobee are experiencing? My experiences are extremely different from what I am used to growing up. Um, In Pennsylvania, I had art class from kindergarten all the way up through uh, 12th grade. I was able to go from um, just learning the basics in elementary school to starting to develop more uh, skills in middle school to high school, really being able to dive into different mediums and designs and uh, going through the AP process. Down here, it seems like the middle school artwork that I'm able to teach is the level that I was at in elementary school. Because prior to 
coming to sixth grade, there isn't a set art education curriculum at the elementary schools here. Okay, and that's something that I'm seeing too at the high school level is what I would expect from a middle schooler who's had a... Um, I, I noticed that my students are really um, immature as artists and their development of technical skill as well as their development of ideas. Um, and so that's something that I really do think speaks to the lack of art that we have within mm-hmm. our district. And I think that it's really a rural community issue. Um, the urban school that you were at, did they have art early on? They did. Um, it was it was uh, an inner city, highly violent school, but art was not even just regular visual arts, but um, theater and dance and music. Uh, they had those from elementary school all the way up to the high school because it seemed to be something that that was the reason why the kids came to school. They weren't coming to school because their academics were so high, but they were coming to school for the arts programs. Um, And their skills were maybe not as great, but their maturity was actually a lot higher because they had it starting at such a lower level. All right, Um, we are gonna be right back and we're gonna look at the specific challenges that students within rural districts are facing in the art classroom. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about the challenges that your students face. Uh, We talked earlier about your student teaching being in an urban environment and uh, I believe you said that you grew up in more of a suburban community. Um, Do you think that living in a rural community has had an impact on students' interest in the arts? I absolutely think that it does. Um, A lot of the differences that I've seen in being able to be a part of all three of those places is, you know, the suburban area of the art world, it's more of a homey, strong, uplifting, you can do the arts. They're very important. They're very centered on, on, you know, aiming towards Broadway and aiming towards museum type things and there's a whole lot more support in those areas versus kind of the urban and the rural places in in the urban school district that I was subbing at they they were more doing the the art thing to get out of the situations that they were in at home like you know nonviolent Um, gang activities they were hoping that they could be the next um, Idina Menzel on Broadway because they were hoping to get out of the poverty that they were in and it seems like in the rural aspect of art it's it's very similar to to the urban setting but depending on the family unit determined on whether there was a respect of the arts because I have had parents in the past call me and say I don't really care that my kid is failing your class they're never going to use this this isn't that important we don't care if you're expanding their cultural horizons it's not going to be useful to my child in the future 
as opposed to the urban school district, it was more eye-opening for them that, oh, maybe I can do that. Maybe I can achieve something different than what I've had my whole life. That's something that I see too, um, especially for my kids who come from very um, agriculturally focused families. Um, these kids are only in art because they have to have that art credit mm -hmm. or they, you know, and they, they just, they just want to get by. Um, so your students, do you see, um, the students that do act interested in art, do you, do you see how their environment influences the type of art that they make? Absolutely. Um, depending on, on the home situation of some of these students, um, the, the background that they had as a family, um, and where they're, where they're from has influenced a whole lot of their artistic choices and what they've gotten to do as project-based. Um, a lot more of my Hispanic students like to represent their Mexican culture because a lot of them are from Mexico. And um, a lot of my African-American students, they are seeking more uh, artwork that is more urban inspired as opposed to uh, some of the more suburban-ish styles of, of my other students. Um, what do you see from your, your kids that are in those agriculture families? Do you, do you see the agriculture influencing their art in any way? A lot of the students that are from the agriculture community, a lot of the artwork that they do is more realistic based on, on farm life, uh, the animals and the horticulture that's going on. A lot of their, their designs and things are exactly trying to copy what they see. They're, they're not as much expressive or... Uh, unique in their designs, but they are uh, realistic, which is nice to see. All right, and so that's something, again, that I'm kind of seeing at the high school level as well. So when we come back, um, we're going to talk a little bit about place-based pa place pedagogy and um, how the influences mm. of our community are kind of guiding our students and what they learn. All right, so through what I'm studying right now in my classes, um, one of the pedagogies that's come up that's really been of interest to me is place-based pedagogy, um, specifically for art education. And um, what I've learned is that place-based pedagogy is really an opportunity to create art based on local environments, local culture, um, and just really connecting the student with the area that they live in to create a stronger sense of belonging. Um, in what ways do you think that your students might benefit from an approach like this? Well, I actually use this now. I, I do based on <clears throat> what I see they're interested in and what the culture and community is like here now. Um, because I have a lot of Hispanic 
students, I do make sure to incorporate things that that are important to them and I'm not just doing the typical art history start at the beginning and at modern art. Um, I'm doing things based on, uh, you know, they have their, their holiday celebration of Dia de los Muertos and I try to make sure that I'm talking about it and going into depth um, how how the the culture and the history is related to the artworks and things that we see and it's very interesting to me to watch some of the students as we're going over those items go oh well that's why my grandmother does this and I didn't realize that's why my family's been doing this for this many years and oh that's really interesting and I've noticed that other students that maybe aren't Hispanic have more of an appreciation and and are more sympathetic to those students now as well and um, I, I've done other things dealing with uh, agriculture as well because we have such a large ag base um, population here that we've done outside artworks in order to get people more involved in in the arts in general that that they can connect with better as opposed to you know just not that art's boring but sometimes there's some boring stuff and kids don't kids don't want to do that they want to do something that they can relate to so if i can relate it to something that they personally connect with or that they can connect with more with the community that's what i try to do do you have any projects um, maybe it's an idea that you've been kind of rolling around in your head or maybe it's one that you're already doing um that that really specifically focuses on community or the local environment. I know you mentioned the Dia de los Muertos, but is there anything else that you do like very specific that you'd like to share? Um, well, with with sixth graders, I kind of introduced the idea of graffiti and I let them kind of learn how to do different techniques and things, but I try to incorporate how to do a mural on a wall, but since you know, schools are really important places. You're not allowed to do it in spray paint, so I do it in chalk with them. Um, but we've been doing that for a couple of years. Uh, that way it's not permanent, but the kids feel like they're accomplishing something and they're making something that other people can see and it's, it's tangible. Um, but I've had this idea for years when I first moved down here that I wanted to um, find someone that would sponsor uh, full-sized Brahma bulls. And, and cast them and then for each school to get one and for the art department to paint it and then have them around the school like we've seen in these coastal communities where they have turtles or they have um, other ones where where I'm from they actually have dinosaurs and um, the dinosaurs are all decorated based on different things so the one at Heinz Hall is a Heinz bottle of ketchup like I, I, I want to eventually see something like that that's done by the kids in the community as opposed to you know having some outside artists come in to do it because it would mean something to the community because it's from here. Is that kind of um, 
brings a good point with the the local sculpture that's going up. It's not a local artist, and um, I actually did have a kid comment on that, and they were like, "Why isn't it somebody from here?" And so I, I do I think that your idea is a really good idea, and it's definitely something that we maybe need to explore. Um, maybe it's a more of a collaborative piece between the high school and the middle school students. Um, but I was just really impressed that my my kids were were very aware of. Um, one of the few local art projects that's even happening. Um, and so I was, I was really excited about that. So thank you, Angela. Um, thank you for your time and, and sharing a little bit about what you do and your experiences. All right, so Angela um, definitely brought up some interesting perspectives. Um, I think it's great that her teaching experiences are, you know, they are different from mine. Um, You know, we've been teaching in the same place for about, I think, eight years together, but her background is different. And so um, I think it, it really brings something interesting and unique to the conversation. So I have some final thoughts for our listeners. Um, instead of reinventing the wheel, how can you reimagine a project that maybe you're already using and just put more focus on place, uh, community, the environment? I... Um, I've really been doing this. I mentioned it in the first episode, uh, Rule as a Place. I have kind of transformed uh, teaching printmaking and used my printmaking lesson to encourage my students to kind of look around their surroundings and, and dig into the things that they already know and kind of use that as inspiration for their subject. Um, and I, I've had a lot of success with that. And I do plan on... Um, kind of taking that and, and applying it to some more projects because I really feel like my students are connecting with their art a little bit more when I do things like that. And um, another thought, you know, kind of stemming off of the reinventing or not reinventing a project, but, um, you know, developing a new project, what unique aspects of your community or region could maybe inspire a new unit? I have a unit that I am going to be teaching in January that I have developed on pollution issues. And while we're not on the ocean, we are about 45 minutes and most of my students have been there. And um, the pollution issue, from my perspective, um, I spend a lot of time there with my family. So it it's a little bit of a passion project for myself as well, but um, I'm going to be using the more of a regional perspective for this assignment and, and teaching about pollution and then encouraging my students to create art that bring awareness to the pollution issues of our area. Um, so, you know, just think about your community, your region, and thinking, you know, what where could you... Um, where could you deepen your instruction and, and teach your student, you know, maybe some local facts or some local history and use that as a starting point for a new, a new project. So as we are wrapping this up, um, I think that it's important to, uh, find ways to increase student engagement. Um, for me, especially in rural districts, um, art is not seen as a viable career path. 
And um, like Angela mentioned, uh, in urban communities, th- those kids are, are finding their voice and they're, they're using art as a way to get out of um, their situation, um, whether it's poverty or you know, violence, uh, drugs, and, and they're using art as an escape. Whereas in rural communities, our students are not necessarily looking to escape, so they're not turning to art in the same way. But place-based pedagogy um, is really an opportunity for teachers and students to connect on a deeper level with their community, to celebrate the cultures of their own families and their peers, and um, you know to look into the environment and really create art that explores and educates the local, um, it could be the local community or it could be the, you know, the, the region or the world about their experiences and about where they live. And so I think that um, it's really important for rural art educators to take a look at where they are and find opportunities to teach students to also look around and and draw their inspiration from everything that surrounds them.